Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Heather Griffin who is the general manager of Summit Lake Vineyards. She will also be featured in Wine Country Women Heritage Families. Heather, it is lovely to be here with you sitting amongst your vineyards. Thanks for coming up. I appreciate it. Yeah, I am so excited, actually, to have an opportunity to sit down with you and have you be a part of our Heritage Families book, a book that really has got me all excited because it's a a book that's going to focus on some spectacular families that have really devoted their lives to making great juice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Let's talk about that. Your family is rich in history here in the Napa Valley. You've been making wine for many many years Mm -hmm. your father started making wine when he bought our property in 1971 took him two years to clean out the old pre-prohibition vines that were here on the property and his first vintage was actually in 1973 and before you came on board what did you do as a living? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I think anybody that grows up in, um, anywhere, you of course want to leave home and go out and explore the world. And after St. Lena high school, I went down to the central coast and lived in Morro Bay and San Luis Obispo, met my husband and did some schooling. And we moved back up to the Valley in, um, 1998 and I was working at various jobs. Um, I was working with um, one of our local veterinarians as her assistant for a little while. Um, And then I came back to our family business in 2003. And you came back to help your father run the winery. I did, yeah. So how was that, working with your dad side by side? (laughs) You know, it was kind of a, it was a, I think at the time, our family kind of been hit by the the freight train with the loss of my mom, um, kind of sent all of us into a a tailspin. Um, And there were a lot of family conversations on what we wanted to do with the family business. Um, It was always kind of my mom and dad's baby and their operation. Um, And in 2003, I decided I was going to kind of jump with both both feet back into the family business. Um, I definitely was a little scared to to come in and, um, you know, working any family business, you have to figure out the, the dynamics. Um, my dad is a total sweetheart, and um, so I wasn't too concerned about, you know, family conflicts or personality conflicts, and, you know, he thinks that he always says that I run the business, so. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> He's kind of given me a full reign to do, you know, do what I wanted with the business, which was a big leap of faith. Absolutely. Well, you've been doing it now for about 18, 18 years. years. 18 yeah. years. I'm sure you both have strengths. So what is your strength? Or where have you found uh, you make the largest contribution? 
Um, you know, I think, I mean, my role is definitely, um, you know, when I came back on, it was doing all the sales and marketing and, um, you know, hosting guests on, on the property. Um, that was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I think I'm a little, a little more introverted than somebody that naturally is drawn to people. Um, but I learned really quickly that people are awesome and everybody's got a story and they want to hear ours so um it didn't take me long to figure out that you know hosting people up here was was a pretty fun part of the part of the job so um basically my role up here is everything after the wine goes into bottle <laughs> it's my baby to take care of so your father takes care of the winemaking my dad did all of our winemaking up until about 10 years ago and then um as well as all the farming. Um, and then my brother Brian came back um, to the family business to take, o- take over the winemaking role. So it truly is a family business. It is a family business. And everybody gets along. More, more <laughs> days than not. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah, we good. all, you know, we all have pretty good separation in our, our roles. There are, of course, you know, overlap. My dad's in the vineyard and Brian's in the winery and I'm doing all the sales and marketing, so... Why don't you share a little bit of the family story with our listeners? Yeah, so um, my dad's degree is actually in engineering. um, And his senior year in college, he kind of had one of those moments where he was interviewing for engineering positions and really didn't want to sit behind a desk. And he and my mom were living on a property that butted up against a vineyard down in San Jose. Um, and he started talking with the, the vineyard owner down there and um, made a garbage can full of grapes in his kitchen and just fell in love with the, the process. Um, so he started looking for property and um, met a real estate agent and um, had come through the valley quite a few times looking for valley floor property. And um, the guy called him one day and said, there's this little place up in Angwin that's coming up for sale. And my dad, of course, said, well, where the hell is Angwin? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? What is Angwin? <laughs> and uh, so he drove up and met the guy and he brought him up here. And, um, you know, the ranch was a wreck. Um, a lot of old fruit trees, a house that was built in the 1880s um, that was falling apart and the roofs leaked in every room and um, the property was completely overgrown with brush and had been really abandoned for 30, 40 years. Um, but there were some old pre-prohibition vines on the property. Which is super cool. Which is very cool. Some old, um, they call it Italian blacks. So all the, you know, Petit Sarans in and Carignan. And um, so he didn't know a whole lot about farming, but he knew that that was at least a, a foot in the door. So he bought it. And uh, brought my mom up here on Christmas Eve of 1971. And, you know, living in the Bay Area, even in the early 70s, she got out of the car and cried and asked him what the what are you doing? F he had done. <laughs> and uh, she was not very pleased. Um, but they ended up spending the night and um, it snowed that night. They woke up to, you know, just this pristine white wonderland. And I think that was... That was the big turning point for my mom, and she kind of, she turned in her high heels and fancy clothes and put on flip-flops and cut off shorts. (laughs) 
And the rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> well, it is truly beautiful up here. Um, I mean, I consider this Howl Mountain. Oh, yeah. Yep. So Angwin is part of the Howl Mountain, which is prestigious. You get great fruit up here. If someone purchases a bottle of your wine, what is one of the takeaway flavor characteristics of, of the wine? Um, you know, I think Howl Mountain is really known. Um, we're definitely known for the soil up here. It's a real red volcanic um, soil. And that redness in the soil comes from the high iron content. So there's really a lot of um, minerality and nice kind of dusty tannins in, in all the wines up here. I think that's what Howl Mountain's known best for. And your wines exhibit that. Oh, yes, definitely. Over the course of your time here, it's been like a crash course in the wine industry. Has there been a mentor or someone that's kind of helped you along the way? You know, they can speak. To? Yeah, there's there's been a lot. Um, I think growing up, both my parents were definitely mentors. Um, not only for the industry, but for parenting as well. You know, we kind of had a, a free reign and a open door. And, um, you know, we learned, both my brothers and I, we learned a lot from our parents just with, you know, how to host people and how to treat people and, you know, right from wrong in the, in the wine industry and in business life in general, you know, and there's a lot of I don't want to call them old timers, but they are old timers in the industry. You mm -hmm. know, Stu Smith up at Smith Madrone and Randy Dunn, Bill Smith from what was La Hoda and then W.H. Smith, um, you know, Mike Beatty, Bob Lamborn, um, you know, all of those, all of those guys really, they took a leap of faith. And I think sometimes in the industry, that's really, really what you need to do and to kind of trust your instincts. And I take it that they've been great resources for you and your family. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. That's, that's one of the nice things about this industry is it's, it's very supportive and, and close-knit. It's amazing. During your time here, what would you say has been a top moment of your career so far? I'm probably most proud of the fact that we're still family owned and operated. I kind of feel like it's becoming more and more rare in the industry, which is, it's a little terrifying. <laughs> you know, you see all these little guys get kind of gobbled up by the, the big corporations, but we've stayed, you know, independent and, and family run and have kind of stuck to our, stuck to our guns. I love the family owned wineries and I think that they're true gems of the wine business. Mm -hmm. So I don't want them to be gobbled up. <laughs> so. We need some individuality in the in the valley. Absolutely. So if somebody wants to come up here and taste your wine, what's the best way for them to do that? They can call us. Of course, our number's on the on the web. Yeah. Um, or they can shoot me an email. And my email is also at summitlakevineyards.com. Is this the only place they can get your wine? This is the only place they can get our wine. Yeah, wow. we don't. Um, we're only distributed in a couple of states. Otherwise, it's all um, direct, to, direct to customers. And how much wine do you make? We're about 1,500 cases total. Teeny tiny, I T love it. Yeah, tiny. Our smallest lots are about 50 cases, and our largest lot is about 800. And what are some of the varietals that you make? Um, our flagship is our Zinfandel. 
so we've we've stuck to the the property's roots and uh, the dot the varietal that my dad fell in love with um, which is Zin and then of course we do Cabernet because you know you can't be up on Hell Mountain and not grow cab right you have to make cab <laughs> exactly um, and then we also grow a little bit of Petite Syrah hmm. yeah. very good yeah and you do have, I believe, some rosé. We do. We have a still rosé that we started in 2006. And then we have some bubbles now, too. <gasps> we do a sparkling rosé. Oh, my god! Delicious. Okay, you were holding out on me. Yeah. I, yep. I didn't know about the bubbles. Okay, so see if you want all the extra special stuff, you come up to Hal Mountain. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you visit Summit Lake. What's the future hold? Is there other generate? Do you have children? I do. I have two girls. Are they interested in the business? They're interested in drinking the business. <laughs> Are they old enough to drink? Oh yeah, they're oh, old good. enough to drink. Um, you know did my. You, did you tell them they have to work so they can drink? <laughs> uh, they don't have a choice in working. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, that comes with uh, being part of the family. Part of the family Perfect. obligations. Perfect. Um, yeah. No, all of it's. You know, I think they have followed suit where, you know, we did with, you know, like this Saturday, we have a family work day at the ranch. So we're all pitching in and taking care of gardening and all the other little things that need to be done. Um, so they're, I mean, they're here whenever I need them. Um, and then my brothers, my brother, Brian, who's our winemaker, um, his kids are now old enough to come up and, and participate and they, they work hard when they're here and. Um, my youngest brother also has two kids, um, and his daughter, you know, I had her tootling around running errands for me yesterday. So everybody's, everybody's in it, whether they want to or not. <laughs> so the third generation is getting primed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yeah. take over. Yeah. Do you have an inclination where they may be best suited? Someday? Um, you know, I don't know. Well, I think we're going to kind of hold the same policy where that my parents did where, you know, we'll let them go out and explore the world and, and see who comes back. Okay. I think it'll be a little while before we're ready to hand over the reins to anybody. So. Yeah, I, d I didn't say it had to happen tomorrow <laughs> or anything. I just didn't. I was just curious yep. if there was a budding winemaker in the mix. Yeah, or... we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, okay. a little family competition. We'll have to see who rises to the top. So basically, folks, you have to come up here um, to find out what happens, you know, every other year to see, <laughs> to see how the story... The family updates. Yeah, to see how the story matures. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, Heather, let's talk about your personal life more. You live on the property? I lived on the property until five years ago. Okay. Um, so my husband and I and our girls moved up here in 2003 after my mom passed. Um, so we were on property with my dad. And then... Um, you escaped? We escaped again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my youngest brother was actually moving back to the valley and needed a place to land. Um, so he came back to the property also. Um, and that was kind of a good impetus for my husband and I to start looking for our own place. Um, you know, we kind of did things, things backwards with having kids and then finishing school. And then, um, 
you know, coming back to the business. And so we finally bought a piece of property and built a house. And where did you buy your property? Down in Pope Valley. Oh. Yeah. So I'm only 10 minutes away. Okay. So yeah. how did you pick Pope Valley? Uh, you know, Napa, the Napa side is full of people and we like it remote. Okay. Um, and we were looking for property. So we found a, a little piece of land down there with 10 acres and, and a creek and it was beautiful. And I love Pope Valley. I mean, we grew up down there with my uncle skydiving and going to Pope Valley ropers and riders and doing the Gymkhana thing. And, oh, super. Um, so yeah, it was very familiar. It was very familiar for me. And, you know, so now we've got some, some land and a house built. Fabulous. So if we took a step inside your home, what would we see? What's your decorating style, color scheme? Talk to me. Yeah. So we're, um, the house is very open and light. That was my husband's one request. He told me I could do whatever I wanted, but he wanted lots of light. Um, and our whole house is filled with, um, you know, stuff we've collected over the years, um, either garage sales or thrift stores or friends that were, um, you know, moving and getting rid of things and things that we've inherited from family. And it's very eclectic um, and a lot of art. <laughs> what kind of artwork? A little bit of everything. I've got mm -hmm. some very kind of classic art pieces and then I've got some very fun whimsical pieces from some local artists. Um, a lot of folk art pieces, some ceramics and whatnot. Um, so kind of an eclectic collection of stuff. And what would you say is the predominant color throughout your home? Uh, white. Okay. Yeah. We did everything white. So, you know, because we've got a lot of color in the, the rugs and the art, I wanted everything else to pop. When you kick back and relax, which room do you go to? Uh, it's usually our kitchen. Why? It's the, it's the family centerpiece. You know, we designed it with a big island in the middle with some stools and it's a good place to hang out and, you know, set out the charcuterie boards and a couple bottles of booze and some wine and stand around and cook and eat. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. What kind of music would you play? Oh man, we're all over the board. Um, boy, we're everything. So we do a lot of vinyl. My husband's got the record player. Um, so Led Zeppelin, ACDC, um, Bob Dylan. Uh, we're kind of all over the place. I just, you know, some classical thrown in there. Depends on the, depends on the day. Right. Okay. Yeah. Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink? <laughs> At heart, I'm a tequila girl. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> In a we, cocktail or straight up? <laughs> uh, usually straight up. All right. Um, yeah, I like a good sipping tequila. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're kind of equal opportunity drinkers. So a lot of beer, a lot of, you know, tequila, gin, bourbon, wine, okay. bubbles. <laughs> a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Something that happened in your childhood, some hidden talent that's a secret or something that would shock people? Yeah, I don't know if there's any really big shockers out there. You know, most of my, my near and dear friends know that I'm an animal hoarder. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I see so we've two, got, yeah, two right now. Yeah, these, is there a whole farm or zoo somewhere else? There is a, uh, there's a whole <laughs> farm. So we've actually got a small goat farm. So I've got nine, nine goats and a couple of horses and a flock of chickens that I can't tell you the number because my husband keeps threatening me. Um, <laughs> it's, o- of- it's over 30. He, oh always my goodness. he tells me I don't know how many chickens I have and I tell him I know exactly how many I have. Okay, so. lots of eggs. I love lots of eggs. fresh eggs. Yeah. So. Some, some I eat a lot of eggs, but 30 chickens, you got a lot of eggs. You got a lot of <laughs> eggs, yep. So we have happy friends that get fresh okay. eggs. And then our four dogs as well. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Well... That's that is a lot. A lot of goats <laughs> um, and lots of chickens. Okay, well that that might surprise some people. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Is there a trip that you might have taken that you just have great fond memories of that you can tell us about? You know, it's it's funny. Um, growing up and being in the business, we really didn't do a whole lot of traveling. We were kind of tied to the tied to the property. I mean, mm-hmm. we did some camping um, as kids. Um, but kind of my, my first big trip we did in um, 2008, and we went down to New Zealand Ooh. and spent two, uh, two weeks tootling around both islands. Um, and we went down to the uh, Otago area and did some wine tasting down there and had an amazing farm stay. Um, and I think that for me was one of my, probably my most fond trip that we've ever done it was the first big trip with the kids and um it was just such a beautiful country and you know very rugged and open and just stunning do you know why you chose New Zealand we actually have a very good friend that lives there um that was in the states for years and then he moved back to um New Zealand and his family was kind of spread out over the North Island um, so we spent about 10 days just kind of, you know, couch hopping and uh, visiting his friends that we'd met over the years um, that had come to the States. So fabulous. Yeah, it was beautiful. I've never been, but you, you make it inviting. Go. Oh, yeah. yeah sounds it's stunning country. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect anything? Other than goats? Yeah. <laughs> and chickens? <laughs> do you have room to collect anything else? Other than my goats, we do have a, a nice cellar. Um, probably my art. I mean, I just, I yeah, you do, love art. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have a special artist? I mean, do you have one artist that you just, like, you every time? Well, local, yeah, I've got. Um, Talk to me. The local Baker sisters. Ooh. So Anna and Mercedes and Melissa Baker. Where are they? They are, um, it's the Ellers Art Society. Mm-hmm. Um, they're down off of Ellers Lane. Mm-hmm. Amazing old uh, heritage family also their oh. dad was glenn baker that had twin oaks vet clinic in town yeah. um and both um describe their artwork um you know they are amazingly talented um melissa is a little more abstract they both have masters in in art um mel does a lot of um oil work oil and acrylic um a little more abstract um but is fully capable of you know busting out a a figure drawing um and then her sister mercedes is a little bit more of a classic artist um and then she a million years ago she was doing some sculpting as well 
Um, and then their oldest sister, Anna, um, her art was mostly writing. Um, she actually taught back in Mississippi for a couple of years and then came back. And um, I think just recently she's kind of dove back into the, the art as well. Um, you just have to look at their their artwork. They're similar to each other, but also very distinct. Mm. You can really tell the you know the difference between their artwork, and they do everything from what they call tiny shinies, which are you know little tiny blocks of wood that are painted and then um, uh, lacquered, and then big pieces, you know, ones that are the size of a, a building or oh, you know these big pieces um and then they do some some crazy music on the side so fascinating i love learning Mm -hmm. about new artists have you ever seen laurie shelton's artwork i have not but i actually listened to her podcast and (laughs) i am uh here's why i'm I'm very curious to well here's why i'm inspired to tell you about it is she does cow heads nice yes and you like animals yep her cow heads are very distinctive. Nice. I'm gonna have to check her out. You have to check out. You could add. I it. might have a few cow heads that she could uh, do for me. Seriously, they're very colorful, and that's one weird thing that I collect. What? Speaking of cow heads, I collect skulls. Okay, that is surprising. <laughs> I okay, so you're I holding back on that. me. I forgot about that weird, uh, that weird collection. That How many skulls do you have, and are they all animals? I hope they're all animals. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a person skull. I'm not really. Sh- that might freak me out a little bit. Yeah, that would freak um, me out. <laughs> yeah, I think I probably got twenty, twenty-five. How did you get started on that? Is that a Halloween dare or uh, something? Well, you know how cool, like, you walk into a place and you see a big cow head with the horns well, on there. Well, that's true. Yeah. So I've picked up a couple of those over the years. And then um, just some deer heads out horseback riding in the right. woods and found some, you know, they're beautiful with the big antlers on them. A couple of horses that we've picked up along the way. I had a friend that brought me back a pony. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. I have crazy friends. And then my kids also have started bringing me, not only my kids, but my girlfriend's kids. Well, yes, they're all thinking, they see it, and they're like, the only person they know that collects it is is you. And so they're like, oh, let's add to our collection. (laughs) What do you do with them? Um, We just, we put them up on the wall. On the wall. Okay. Since we're talking about artwork. You actually have artwork on your label. We do, yeah. So let's briefly talk about this before we wrap things up. Yeah, so, so our Zin Yeah, where label, does the artwork come from? Yeah, so our Zin is kind of our flagship, and we always had a very traditional label on our Zin. So, you know, when you walk into the wine store and you get hit with a thousand white labels. So that's actually what was on our label for years and years. Um, and then... As the um, granddaughters to the family were born, um, we started doing labels for them with their names on them. So other than the Zin, all of the wines are named for the grandkids. And they all have artwork that's more representative to them on it. Um, And so we had some very fun kind of whimsical labels and a very traditional one. So we decided we were going to change our Zin label to be a little more reflective and was one of the hardest things as a family to do because nobody agreed as to what was going to go on it it was like we had direction for the other ones and then no direction for the zen 
Um, so it took us about two years. And actually, the women that did our Zen Port label sent the watercolor that's now on our Zen label to my mom. And she thought that that was um, very reflective of her. So laying out in the vineyards and drinking the wine. And so she went through the whole label process, um, you know, because everything has to be approved through the, the government. Um, so she went through the whole process without telling anybody that she was changing the label. And they just showed up two days before we were supposed to bottle. <laughs> so yeah. she had made the decision. <laughs> okay. And you just had to accept that. Yep. <laughs> Yep. So. so is this your current vintage? That is our current vintage. Wow, 2016. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be going into 17s uh, at the end of this month. Well, you let them hang out a while. I like it. We do. Yeah. That, makes them, that means it's extra yummy. They're definitely a little more rustic and ageable. Yeah. Super. Okay. Well, let's wrap things up with five quick questions. Okay. They're really lighthearted. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This this whole conversation's been pretty lighthearted and fun. Here we go. First question. If you were a crayon, what color would you be? Today, I'd probably be red. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Uh, Daphne. What's your favorite holiday? Oh, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could have guessed that one. Who is one of your favorite actors or actresses? Oh, man. You know, growing up, I always had a fat crush on Robert Redford. I think probably Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of my favorite actors. What is one of your favorite songs to dance to? Oh, my God. Just Um, one of them. How about All Night Long by ACDC? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Heather, way too much fun. Thank you. One of the best times I've had in a long time. Oh, thanks. I appreciate you coming up and taking the time with me. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.